0: You are listening to Defunct Games Presents, Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. Previously on Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. After successfully defeating the evil Nas organization, Jack Markson and his partner, Super Joe, were ready to celebrate their victory. But General Isimo Kilt and his bad terrorist group had other ideas... Using ninjas and snipers, Kilt ruined their day and kidnapped Super Joe. Thankfully, Jack was able to escape, but not before suffering from some major injuries to his arm. The Federation may have been able to save Jack, they were forced to remove his arm and attach a plastic bionic arm that would aid him on his quest to defeat Kilt and rescue Super Joe. In the last episode, Jack did the impossible. He managed to rescue Super Joe, and then they split up. Now all that's left to do is defeat Kilt, the Hand, Master D, and whatever the Albatross is they keep talking about. Can this reunited Jack and Super Joe do it? Find out now when you listen to another exciting episode of Cyril Reed's Bionic Commando. Chapter 18 Jack swooped down in his chopper to circle the No Man's Land between Stage 11 and 12. He had just come from stage 11, where he had captured the bulletproof vest. It was stashed in the back of the copter with Joe's machine gun. He had almost been killed trying to get out of Bad secret arsenal in stage 18. The captain had promised him that there would only be one stage left in the mission. Stage 12. Jack was on his way there, but he had an important pickup to make first. Jack turned the copter in the tight circle over the thick green vegetation below. He strained his eyes to see two familiar figures waiting for him. Frustrated, he circled the area again and again. All he saw was trees and bushes and the occasional tropical bird. There was no sign of Heather and Tiger. Jack thought back to the end of stage 18. Just after he had captured the machine gun... He had contacted Heather to tell her that Joe was alive and free. She had been so excited that she couldn't wait to see him. She begged Jack to take her with him in the helicopter to stage 12. Tiger had gotten in on the act too. He would promised to draw Jack a map of the bad headquarters and bring it along. Jack had agreed to pick them up in No Man's Land on the way back from stage 11. The plan had sounded great at the time. Now Jack regretted it. Minute by precious minute ticked away before Kilt activated the albatross. Somewhere in stage 12, Super Joe was waiting to meet him. And here he was, flying around in a circle above the jungle. It reminded him of a mission that he and Joe had been on in Brazil. They were chasing a gang of revolutionaries through the Amazon jungle. He and Joe had ended up having a fist fight with the enemy in two dugout canoes. Joe kept telling Jack not to fall in the water. Jack didn't know why until he knocked the other bad guy overboard. The piranhas were hungry that day. Jack snapped his mind back to the present. Suddenly, he saw a spot of red in the blur of the green below. It was a waving back and forth like a a flag. He dropped the copter. He was hovering over the area. The red spot grew bigger and bigger until he saw that it was Tiger, waving his red t-shirt. Heather was standing beside him, waving both arms and signaling the helicopter. All right, Jack said, grinning in spite of himself. He felt good seeing these two again, even if they were a little late. The copter settled in the landing of the thick mat of jungle vines. Jack threw open the door as Tiger and Heather came running towards him. "Nay, hey, Mr. Jack, where have you been? Tiger asked, hauling on his shirt. Jack started to say something, but he shut his mouth. Tiger's eyes were shining bright as he was waving his homemade map in his hand. Jack had to admit, The kid was a fighter, just like himself. Heather jumped up into the copter and and settled in the back seat, carrying her medical bag and communicator. Thanks for coming, Jack. I just have to be there at the end, no matter how everything turns out. I... Her voice suddenly choked with emotion. Jack reached back to squeeze her hand. Then he pulled Tiger into the copter and slammed the door shut. Strap up, you two, he said. This chopper's gonna break the speed limit. Jack punched the coordinates in stage 12 and then hit speed lift button. The chopper zoomed off to the last stage of the mission. Fifteen minutes later, Jack said goodbye to Heather and Tiger leaving them in the chapter with the instructions to escape if he didn't return by 1900 hours. As his parachute floated down to stage 12, Jack felt the cold poison of fear creep through his body. Kilt would be crazy with revenge by now. He'd do anything to kill Jack and protect the albatross. Jack drifted down past the top of the bad headquarters, Hundreds of enemy flags flapped in the wind over rolls of barbed wire fences. Jack mowed them down in his mind and replaced them with his own flag. The eerie silence of the compound was shattered by the loud thud of his ninja iron boots hitting the ground. The quiet didn't last long. A barrage of sniper bullets blasted from the ledges of the surrounding buildings. A few bounced off the bulletproof vest as Jack ran into the doorway for cover. With Joe's heavy-duty machine gun, he disabled four tanks that had started the chase across the open ground. Jack did a quick review of Tiger's map and then grappled his way to an elevator that would take him into the guts of the building press down button and rode four floors to the steel-lined corridor. Before walking in, Jack slung the machine gun over his shoulder and pulled out the spy revolver, setting it on stun. The corridor was crawling with Kilt's elite guards. He picked off one after another as he worked his way to the end. They slumped into trances, not knowing what hit them. The corridor dead ended into a wall. Jack searched it for a secret lever with his bionic hand. He found the catch, pulled it, and walked through a doorway into the secret passage. Once inside, Jack flicked his orange communicator, calling out for help. Hey Jack, it's, it's Hal, a voice said. Where are you?" In the passageway of the control room, Jack answered. Have you heard from Super Joe? Oh, man, not not for a half an hour, man. No, sorry, Jack, Hal answered with the edge of worry in his voice. Oh, something strange is going on in the control room, though. Uh, Jack may be in there. I don't know for sure. I'm going in right now, Jack said. He broke contact without waiting for Hal's reply. Jack took the flight of stairs, two at a time, They ended abruptly with a steel door ten feet high. Jack examined it with his bionic hand found nothing. There was no other choice. He'd have to use brute force. Jack hadn't used his ninja powers for a long time. He closed his eyes and focused all of his concentration into his ninja iron boots on his feet. Then he unleashed his body in a karate kick that smashed down the door like it was a piece of bamboo. Jack jumped through the doorway into the control room, ready to take down a battalion of kilt guards. But the huge room was empty, except for a lone figure hunched over a coffin against the opposite wall. Jack watched in horror as the figure raised up and turned to sneer at him. So. You've come to d- 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 die too, Jack Markson. It was the hand. Game hint If you have the wrong weapon or communicator, you can get out of the stage by pressing the A, B, and Start buttons at the same time. Chapter 19 Jack stared at the hand, paralyzed with fear. He didn't feel fear for himself. It was the coffin he was worried about. Was Super Joe's body inside? The hand saw Jack's eyes fixated on the huge black coffin, decorated with red eagle on its side. He let out the sickening laugh that echoed up into the high ceiling of the control room. You, 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 you will be joining him so, 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 so soon, Markson! The Hand said. B-b-b-b-b- but not until you tell me about the other Federation's p- p- spies who have infiltrated our em- em- empire. We know that there the- the- are double agents working with you. We've interrupted some of their c- c- communications. You will tell me their names before you die. Jack took a look at the hand, sinister, almost inhuman face. He'd go through any kind of torture to protect Heather and Hal and M8 from this maniac. But had he come too late to help Super Joe? Jack wished he could run to the coffin and see the body inside, but the hand was blocking him away. Jack knew better than to just try and shoot. The hand could have him killed with a wave of his... hand... "'You're wrong about that. Hand,' Jack said with determination. "'I'll never tell you their names, and I won't have to, "'because you'll be destroyed along with the rest of Kilt empire.' "'The Hand laughed again, filling the huge room that echoed with madness. "'He advanced towards Jack, shaking his fist in the air. "'It was too late for the Federation to stop us now,' You, you fool! Albatross is c- 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 complete! We had wasted days and, and, and even weeks trying to solve the final ri- ri- riddle. Then I found the answer the only way to finish the m- m- machine. I knew that ma- m- Master Destructo alone held the key to Albatross's p- 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 power source. I hunted him down through the jungle of Brazil the slums of Columbia, and the skyscraper of New York. Then I brought him here to finish the machine he had devised for the uh, uh, Nas Empire. Jack watched as the hand triumphantly pressed a button on the control panel in the middle of the room. A huge black screen that Jack had thought was a wall lifted into the ceiling. Behind it sat an enormous, glowing instrument of destruction. The Albatross. Jack stared up at it and felt dwarfed. He glanced down at his bionic arm. What could this do against the powerhouse of weaponry? Under a bright orange light at the top of the Albatross, there were rows after rows of bazookas, rocket launchers, and every other weapon in Kilt's arsenal. The Albatross was a giant flying submarine, armed to the teeth and designed to destroy everything in its path. I see that you're impressed, the hand said with a sneer. You would be even more impressed to see us blow up North America tonight, but you won't be alive to enjoy it 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 it. Now let us proceed with our questioning. Jack jumped back as the hand unleashed a steel whip with the right hand. It slashed the air towards the bionic arm. Yes, Jack Markson, I know that you are the Bionic Commando. The hand said, but I have my own weapons and to combat your power. They don't call me the hand for nothing. With a fiendish laugh, he lashed out with the whip towards Jack again. Jack sidestepped it and then pointed his hot finger straight out at the hand. Before he could activate its button, the hand's steel whip smashed into its finger, destroying its circuitry. Jack reeled back again, staring in horror at his crippled hand. The hot finger had saved him so many times in his mission. Now it was destroyed, in a flash. Jack knew that he had finally accepted the bionic arm. Losing part of it was like losing part of himself. The hand was advancing towards him again with a menacing look on his face. Jack shot out his grappling hook and tried to swing over the hand's monstrous body, but the steel whip slashed at him again forcing him further back into a corner. Jack pressed his body into the wall, wondering if Joe had died like this. He looked across the room at the black coffin where Joe's body lay. His eyes grew wide from what he saw. A head was lifting over the edge of the coffin. And it wasn't Super Joe's. It was the head of Master Destructo. Jack flicked his eyes back and forth from the Hand to Destructo as the fiendish inventor stood up and then crawled out of the coffin. The Hand had no idea that the corpse had just awoken. He was grilling Jack with questions about the Federation agents. As Master Destructo crept silently across the room to the Hand, Jack remembered how he had joked with the captain that the enemy might destroy themselves. From the look on Destructo's face, Jack guessed that he was out for revenge. Ten feet away from the hand, Master D pulled out the pistol from his pocket of his black jacket. "'I'll make you a deal, Hand,' Jack said nervously. "'You tell me where Super Joe is, and I'll give you the name of the double agents.'" "'I I I don't have to bargain with you?' The hand snarled. I don't have to bargain with anyone. Master Destructo found out who the real boss is here. He thought he could take my place as Kilt's military com- c- commander. But I showed him he'll never wake up from the poison I slipped into his drink. M- M- Master Destructo has self d- 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 Destructed. As the hand broke out into an insane laugh, Destructo jabbed the barrel of his gun into his enemy's back. Jack watched as the hand's face twisted into the look of terror. That's right, Mr. Hand. Now you will finally understand the real boss here, Master Destructo said through clenched teeth. Jack jumped to the side as he heard the retort of Destructo's gun. The hand fell forward into the dead heap on the floor. Jack looked at him, and he felt no pity. The hand had died instantly. He would no longer cast his evil shadow across the free world. Then Jack looked up and met the diabolical gaze of Master Destructo. You're next, Mr. Markson, he said, pointing his gun at Jack's chest. But I have a bit more interesting death in mind for you. The Albatross needs to be warmed up before the attack tonight. You'll make a perfect target. Destructo turned and ran towards the control panel. Jack shot out a grappling hook to catch him, but he missed. As Master D pulled a huge switch on the panel, the orange light on the top row of the Albatross began to blink. Destructo sneered at Jack and yelled as he fled the room. You may have my coffin, Mr. Markson. Jack pulled Joe's machine gun from his back and slammed a magazine of ammo. The Albatross began its attack. To be continued. And now, an open letter to JB Stamper author of Bionic Commando. Hello, JB Stamper. Ah, uh, it's me again. Can you believe that we're we're already to the second to last episode of this thing? It, it, where has the time gone? It feels like we just started this thing a couple of weeks ago. Man, there's only, only one more week until we can officially close the book on this entire story. I, I cannot wait. Uh, in case I don't have time to say this next week, I've had a lot of fun reading your book. There's no doubt about it. Your book is, is way, way better than that crap that A.L. Singer wrote when when he did that, that Ninja Gaiden book that we read last time. What was he thinking? I mean, I'm sorry, but but Ryu Hayabusa is not a 13 year old kid. I mean, it makes no sense to the story, I mean, especially considering that he gets shot, he gets drafted by the CIA, and and never ever ever bathes or changes his clothing. What what what, what was he thinking? But I digress. This episode is not about Ninja Gaiden. This episode is about buying commando, and 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 let's talk about how we can wrap this up. I. I can't wait to see what terrible situations you put our hero in in the next ten pages. I mean, you've already had him fighting a giant squid and a, and a man-eating plant. Surely you can come up with something really big, like, you know, God or something. I don't know. It, something surprised me. Not like Ninja Gaiden, of course. That, that evil Jokyo kills uh, Ryu's father and then and then blows up. But but at the end, the, the father comes back to life and everybody does a happy dance. God, God Damn! What, what what was he thinking? That was such a stupid ending. God, and it's, it's worse than that too. I mean, a thirteen-year-old kid goes halfway around the world to avenge his father's uh, and uh, death, and his mother doesn't even care. God, what 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 shit is this? The, and 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 why why would the CIA hire a thirteen-year-old kid to do their dirty work? It makes no sense. Is is there a reason Ryu wasn't eighteen? I mean. It's it's not too old for the target audience, is it? And and, and still, it's way more believable, and even though, you know, I, I'm not sure I actually believe it, but still, it's way more believable than having a 13-year-old kid do it. That just makes no sense. Damn it, I I've I I've gone back to Ninja Gaiden mode. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Really what we need to do is talk about Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando, Bionic Commando, Bionic Commando. We're gonna talk about Bionic Commando. See, the, the, the problem with this, uh, these two chapters, is that nothing really outlandish happened. There's not that much for me to talk about. I mean, we, we met the Hand, which is cool, I guess. Uh, we also met Master D, which I guess stands for Master Destructo. Not to be confused with Destructoid, that gaming blog that tries really, really, really hard to be funny. Uh, isn't this Master D guy supposed to be uh, Hitler, though? I guess it's easy to understand why this guy might be kind of pissed off. He's been dead for years. He's one of the most hated men in the history of the world and had his power taken away from him or something like that. And, and worse yet, he wakes up in a coffin. I, I, I don't know about all that other stuff, but I can tell you right now that if I woke up in a coffin, I'd be pretty pissed off too. Uh, so far, this Master D guy is the most sensible guy in this this whole damn book, if you ask me. Anyway, I can see that my time is limited, so I'm going to just save my final few thoughts for next week's season finale. God, can you believe it? By this time uh, next week, we'll have already selected our next president. Isn't that, doesn't that blow your mind? That's wild. But not as much as the, the chase sequence and the minecart stuff in the Ninja Gaiden book. I mean, what was the guy thinking? Damn, that was such a terrible book. One of the worst. Just horrible. Well, anyway, I could go on like this forever, but so maybe let's just let's just go. So I'll see you next week when uh, when you you tune in for the final two chapters. Until then, my name is Cyril Lachelle, and I just read Bionic Commando.